Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Dearest listener, allow me to unveil a delightful secret. Snag Tights Craft Clothing that embraces every body shape. In a bold endeavor to revolutionize the fashion realm, Snag has triumphed. Permit me to draw your attention to the ingenious Chub Rub Shorts, crafted with moisture-wicking yarn, promising to keep you at least one degree cooler and utterly free from the discomfort of chafing. Free shipping on select orders. Thus, the more you snag, the more you save. Do not delay. Dear listener, experience the fashion revolution that is snag and visit snagtights.us today. Welcome to Criminalia, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to the third season of Criminalia. This season, we're exploring the lives and motivations of some of the most notorious imposters throughout history. The subject of this show actually is a really fun one, which we don't get to say very often around here. I'm Maria Tremarkey. And I'm Holly Fry. And Maria was not kidding about the fun. We are going to talk about a man today named Barry Bremen. Barry was a businessman who earned a living as a salesman. His specialty was actually as a novelty goods salesman. So he would have been selling things like gag toys and whoopee cushions and maybe some pet rocks. <laughs> My personal fingers are crossed for a lot of wax lips. But... Right. I mean, it was this, it, it was the time, right? <laughs> like... <laughs> yes. Uh, but for seven years of his life, from 1979 to 1980, it was not for being a salesman that he became well-known. He was, in fact, known as the great imposter of the sports world. 
Barry was born on June 30th, 1947 in Bloomfield Hills, which is a suburb of Detroit, Michigan. He loved sports and he was considered an enthusiastic but amateur athlete while he was growing up. And by his early 30s, Barry would also self-describe as a professional imposter. And I have quotes around that. So as we're going to see... A lack of confidence was never really a problem for this man. <laughs> I so admire his confidence. <laughs> I know. So we got to rewind back to 1979 to set the stage. Uh, 1979 was the year the Iran hostage crisis began. And the most serious nuclear power plant accident in the United States happened that year at Three Mile Island, Pennsylvania. On the much lighter side of the news, Sony introduced the Sony Walkman that year. And if you're curious, Maria was, I actually remember its introduction. (laughs) I do too, but I didn't remember this piece of it. I did because I had older siblings who... Oh, I gotcha. When it was released, it cost $200, which was incredibly steep. Right, which I'm sure is why I didn't realize it at the time I was little, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And the Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper's Delight became the first rap single to become a top 40 hit. And 1979 was also the year that Barry Bremen became a household name. This wasn't all that long ago, but it was an era of high-spirited and fun-loving pranks, and in particular, in sports. And they were totally all publicity-worthy. For instance, a woman who called herself Morgana became known as the Kissing Bandit because she was known to run onto Major League Baseball fields. Um, and actually other sporting events, too, uh, to plant a kiss or two on unsuspecting players. It sounds so fun and at the time hilarious, but today that would be perceived so differently. Yeah, but we'll get we'll get into that in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so as for Barry, he has been described as equal parts of these three characters. First, P.T. Barnum, the showman who founded the Barnum and Bailey Circus. A lot to unpack there. We're going to say yes. uh, Barry was associated with the more fun association. The showmanship. <laughs> Correct. Second, Walter Mitty, who, of course, is a fictional character of an ordinary person who indulges in fantastic daydreams of personal triumphs. And third, the paper lion era George Plimpton. Oh, George. He was a writer <laughs> who, at the time, was trying different disguises and stunts and writing about them. I still have a crush on George. Bush, so <laughs> I'm not even joking. Let's no, see. I, didn't, if, I know you aren't. <laughs> <laughs> let's see if Barry matches up to these figures. It's an interesting trio. So in 1979, a strange man in a Kansas City Kings uniform, uh, that's a team that's now known as the Sacramento Kings, uh, joined the basketball team for pregame warmup. And this prank was what began the legend of Barry Bremen. Impersonating a professional basketball player at the NBA All-Star Game in Detroit was one of Barry's first pranks. He, uh, we're going to say, borrowed a (laughs) uniform and joined the team as they warmed up on the court. And he took several shots before he was outed and escorted out of the arena. Quote, I did it on a bet, explained Barry. He made his way onto the court at halftime during the game in a uniform with the name Johnson. Quote, there were 13 Johnsons in the NBA, <laughs> so it was almost like I fit right in. <laughs> so that I did it on a bet part of his quotation mark. I I know it's it's to the media. I know he said it, but I totally think it's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet with myself. Right, right. Maybe that's it. 
In general, though, the professional athletes that he would get onto the court or the field with, none of them were generally really bothered by any of his antics. And on the contrary, they were kind of taken in by his infectious charm, his charisma, and just his general love of life. That probably also explains why after an air ball and a couple of clunkers, the pros actually started feeding him the ball. Uh, the real players, I mean, at least a few that we know about, were likely in on some of these antics as well. Also in 1979, ESPN launched on cable television. There was only one then. Um, (laughs) But it was actually a different network that noticed Barry. Sports journalist Dick Schapp first shone the spotlight on Barry after he crashed the halftime warm-ups of that 1979 NBA All-Star game. Schapp actually featured him as Sportsman of the Week on NBC's Today Show. And it did not take long before Barry's antics got him on The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson by invitation, not by a prank. (laughs) And with that, Barry's days of being known as the great imposter were firmly established. That kickstarted a tour of TV talk shows, including Late Night with David Letterman. He went on to become the subject of a Jeopardy question, and his appearances on TV really seemed to tap into the growing appetite that Americans were having for what would later become reality television. But here's what Barry had to say about his television experiences and appearances. And we quote this, what cinched it for me was when Bowling for Dollars called and asked me to be the celebrity bowler. My kid's favorite program, right? Right then, I knew I had arrived. I love that that's the apex (laughs) of his fame for him. I know. He's like, Johnny Carson. (laughs) Right? Bowling for Dollars is where it's at. (laughs) We are going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. And when we return, we will talk about the time that Barry impersonated a chicken. (laughs) Hey, everybody, it's Holly. Listen, I've been doing stuff on stage since I was a kid, which means that I have been doing my makeup since I was a kid. And I can turn out a look when I need to, but on my day-to-day, I really like to keep it a little more relaxed and low-key. I don't have time for a full face most of the time. But that also means that Thrive Cosmetics can have me covered no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm doing something on stage, like I have an appearance or a live show, or I'm just running to the grocery store. Something in their line is perfect. And what I really love and what's important to me is that they are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And to me, cruelty-free is very important in the cosmetics I use. I mentioned that I've been doing my makeup for a long time. I've gotten older (laughs) in that time. And one of the things that I've done to refresh my look is switch over to their brilliant eye brighteners and use something like a rose gold shade to really like go all around my eye and then just blend it out and get a daytime smoky look. It makes me look a little more youthful and more refreshed. And it's just easy as pie, and it means that I don't have to mess with a whole ton of products. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash criminalia. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash criminalia for 10% off your first order. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. 
For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Your home should be your haven, and everyone wants to feel safe at home. If you travel a lot, it's really important that your home is secure when you're gone and that your pets are also safe. Simply Safe is advanced home security that puts you first. Simply Safe sent me a home security package, and I was really blown away by all the cameras and the quality of them. When I travel, I could check in on my cats anytime, day or night, and I sleep better knowing that once our alarm is set at night, I know that I'll be alerted if anyone tries to enter the house. Simply Safe has been named in U.S. News and World Report's best home security systems for five years running. It's also been ranked best customer service in home security by Newsweek. By partnering with Simply Safe, I've finally gotten real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get an exclusive 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/criminalia. That's simplysafe, S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E.com/criminalia. There's no safe like Simply Safe. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Dearest listener, in a world where fashion oft neglects the true diversity of the human form, Snag emerges as the beacon of inclusivity we so desperately need, renowned for their exquisite tights. Snag has triumphantly expanded its offerings to include garments that embrace everybody. Snag's creations are meticulously designed on a lifelike figures and refined across a spectrum of shapes before gracing our wardrobes, clothing that not only promises but delivers true comfort and fit, particularly of note other chub rub shorts ingeniously crafted with a moisture wicking yarn to ensure you remain at least one degree cooler and entirely free from the dreaded chafing perfect for every season these shorts can be discreetly worn under your clothes offering a delightful alternative to traditional cycling shorts whether you are at the gym hiking or simply enjoying a day in a skirt or dress they are your ideal companion remember dear listener the more you snag the more you save with free shipping on select Orders. Don't delay in experiencing the fashion revolution that is snag at snagtights.us. Welcome back to Criminalia. Let's talk about all the times Barry pretended to be a professional athlete. 
among other things. <laughs> it was also in 1979, clearly he was very busy that year, when yeah. Barry warmed up with the American League team for the Major League Baseball All-Star Game while wearing New York Yankee pinstripes. That was before he was escorted off the field. The following year, in 1980, Barry showed up as an umpire at home plate for the World Series. That was when the Philadelphia Phillies and Kansas City Royals were playing. But again, that did not last. He was quickly escorted off the field. <laughs> yes. And as Holly mentioned earlier, in 1982, he attempted to crash the Super Bowl while impersonating a chicken, specifically the famous San Diego chicken. But here he was stopped by police least before he could actually enter. I, mean, I guess they noticed the chicken. <laughs> it's hard to, you know, keep it on the DL when you're walking around in a chicken suit. <laughs> I might know that from personal experience. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> During a 1986 batting practice at the All-Star Game in Houston, Texas, Barry, who was wearing a New York Mets uniform with the number 13 on it, but no name, actually fielded a few fly balls when the manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers, Tommy Lasorda, mm -hmm. who's a very recognizable name in Major League Baseball, noticed him. And Lasorda ran onto the field, <laughs> bat in hand, again, no surprise if you know anything about Tommy Lasorda, shouting, and we quote, hey, hey, with a whole lot of expletives behind it. That's exactly uh, what I expect from Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> yes. Lasorda, who was serving as the National League coach for the game, told the media, I knew something was up when he couldn't go to his right. <laughs> he continued, quote, he said he was living his fantasy, and I said it was my fantasy to get his bleep off the field. <laughs> uh, that's me bleeping. Bleep. Before leaving, Barry explained that he just wanted to take batting practice and get one hit. That was all just one hit. Barry's big dream prank at this time actually was to masquerade as a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Being Barry, he did it. He lost 23 pounds and shaved his legs. He practiced routines with his wife, and he had a custom-made cheerleader uniform made. To pull it off, he probably spent about $1,000, if not a little bit more, of his own money. So he made his move at a Dallas Cowboys-Washington Redskins game. In those hot pants, boots... He had some breast enhancers and a blonde wig. Barry danced with the cheerleading squad during the last two minutes of a game. And he also got out a single cheer of Go Dallas before Cowboys security grabbed him. This part of the story, that, that right there, it warms my heart. Um, uh, the image of Barry dancing with the cheerleaders, like I, I just love, love this love part it. of his story. <laughs> the team vice president, Joseph A. Bailey, uh, did not love it. He called Barry, quote, perverted. And when Barry called the cheerleader's manager to try to explain that it was all just in good fun, she replied tersely, quote, you are not a female. So uh, the way that Barry played imposter is a little different than the way that we talk about other imposters in this season. He didn't cause himself or anyone else, any harm. He didn't do anything physically or financially wrong. But the Cowboys sued him to the tune of $5,000 for trespassing and for creating a nuisance. They wanted to ban him from Cowboy games for the rest of his life. Barry's reaction was pretty Barry. He said, what are they going to do? Put wanted posters at every entrance? This is ridiculous. I was just having fun. And in the end, the team did drop the lawsuit. This is one of those things where I kind of see both sides. Uh, yeah. 
I fall on the side of fun, but I could see where someone who was not particularly humorous about their job would be very irritated by this whole business. Um, <laughs> yes. So amidst, amidst our talking about his infiltration of the Cowboys cheerleading squad, <laughs> we really have to pivot a little bit and talk about Barry's golfing prowess on three. Yes, that is correct. Three separate occasions. Barry played golf in the U.S. Open practice round. Which is amazing. <laughs> right? And he actually was considered a pretty good golfer. According to the man himself, at least, he allegedly had a seven handicap. But great or not, most golfers still do not get to play around with a talent like Jack Nicklaus or Fred Couples. Right. Barry did. But Barry did, <laughs> right? So again, in 1979, Barry snuck into the club that was hosting the U.S. Open, and he played a practice round with Jerry Pate, who was actually unaware of who Barry actually was. At the U.S. Open in 1980, he played so poorly that a spectator actually asked the United States Golf Association's representative how an amateur golfer could make it through qualifying. Um, but it's Barry, so Barry didn't actually go through qualifying. That's why. <laughs> It was his third time doing this in 1985, where things went, well, a little differently for him on the golf course. While he was scouting the Oakland Hills Country Club, he happened to meet pro golfer Fred Couples, and the two men hit it off. And Couples would later remember Barry saying, quote, I had a great chuckle with him. So when it comes to this 1985 event, a friend who was a club member also helped pull off this caper. He's the one who smuggled Barry's clubs and his caddy into the club. Barry wore a disguise, which I love included a fake mustache along with a wig, and he claimed to be a qualifier named Mark Diamond. Once he was in, he found Couples, who was playing a practice round with Jay Haas. According to Couples, and this is a long quote, so stick with me, he came out of the shrubs on the second hole and hit this tee shot that buzzes the spectators. He had on this big wig and a visor and looked a little out of place, but we didn't care. <laughs> he just did his deal and had a great time. It didn't take long for people to scream out, who's that guy? I mean, the cat was out of the bag after a couple holes, but we didn't get into trouble and no one came out to get him. I suspect having the pro golfers not really caring helped a whole lot in terms of security. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> At the 10th hole, the threesome turned into a fivesome for professional golfers and Barry. Quote, when we played as a fivesome, according to Barry, that's when I got a little nervous. <laughs> All they said was, we don't mind you playing as long as you keep the ball in play. I think that's fair. I think yeah, that's fair, that's, right? Like, good nature. I know, right? right? Out of all of his stunts, Barry always said that he was proudest of his golf antics. He said, quote, I was out there for the longest time and I was never caught. He called this particular four and a half hour prank his favorite impersonation. Quote, no question about it. It was wonderful. He also said, quote, during one point as I was playing, I remembered thinking what a great place this is. I mean, is America a great place or what? Barry! <laughs> I can do crazy things that are completely untoward and still get away with it. Let's just call them, they're all fun. How about that? <laughs> We're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, and then we'll be back to talk about Barry's stunt, not in the sports world, but at the Emmys. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. 
Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Dearest listener, in a world where fashion oft neglects the true diversity of the human form, Snag Emerges is the beacon of inclusivity we so desperately need. Renowned for their exquisite tights, Snag has triumphantly expanded its offerings to include garments that embrace everybody. Snag's creations are meticulously designed on a lifelike figures and refined across a spectrum of shapes before gracing our wardrobes. Clothing that not only promises, but delivers true comfort and fit, particularly of note other chub rub shorts ingeniously crafted with a moisture wicking yarn to ensure you remain at least one degree cooler and entirely free from the dreaded chafing perfect for every season these shorts can be discreetly worn under your clothes offering a delightful alternative to traditional cycling shorts whether you are at the gym hiking or simply enjoying a day in a skirt or dress they are your ideal companion remember dear listener the more you snag the more you save with free shipping on select orders. Don't delay in experiencing the fashion revolution that is snag at snagtights.us. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome back to Criminalia. Okay, let's talk about why Barry needed to apologize to entertainer Betty Thomas. This is one of Barry's non-sports-related pranks. In 1985, he brazenly accepted Betty Thomas's Emmy. This was not a small prank either. It's not like running onto the basketball court at halftime. Betty Thomas, to give you some context, started her acting career alongside Bill Murray, Harold Ramis, and John Belushi on stage every night at Second City. She has starred in hit TV shows. She moved into directing eventually, giving us such hits as The Brady Bunch Movie and Dr. Doolittle. And her 2009 film, Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Squeakquel, became the first female-directed picture to gross more than $200 million. That makes her one of the most successful directors of all time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but squeak just I can't, I can't help myself. Is this the first time you encountered the squeak Yes, it absolutely ah. is. <laughs> As an animation person, I knew all about the squeak Well, you know, Alvin and Chipmunk, I got that, but the squeak I just, um, I can go now, I think. <laughs> She definitely has Hollywood cred, but for our purposes, we're talking about the time earlier in her career when Betty landed a role as police officer Lucy Bates on Hill Street Blues. So this show actually ran between 1981 and 1987, and Betty received during that time seven, yeah, I said seven, Emmy nominations for her work as Outstanding Supporting Actress. But it was this year she took home an Emmy that's the 1984-85 season of the show. And that's also the same year that Barry interrupted it. Yeah, she basically got nominated every single year for that one. So there's Barry at the 37th Annual Emmy Awards in the Pasadena Civic Auditorium, dressed all up in a rented tuxedo with a pink tie and cummerbund. He said, quote, I was a little tanned. I looked very Hollywood. I'm going to interrupt you for a second. But if anyone actually wants to Google that, there is a photo of Barry at the lectern in his pink tie and cummerbund um, accepting this award. It's very blurry, like someone took a screen capture of it, but it exists. And it's he was he was lightly tanned. (laughs) (laughs) He later explained that he had gotten into the event with a $300 ticket that he purchased pretending he was with the media. And with that ticket, he ended up in a third row aisle seat. Barry, uh, over the course of the evening, met several celebrities, including this story about actor Robert Stack. I told him, Barry said, I was here to accept an Emmy, and I asked him what it was like to work with some of his friends. Barry then continued, he didn't say much. He acted like he knew who I was, but I knew he didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So when Betty's name was announced, 
It was Barry who strode to the lectern and whispered to the presenter, who happened to be the actor Peter Graves, that he would be accepting the statue on Betty's behalf. But everyone, including Peter, was confused by this. And then it it happened. Much to the surprise of everyone on stage and at the event, Barry went ahead and accepted the Emmy for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama Series, explaining in his short speech that Betty Thomas was unavailable to do so herself. But here is the thing. Betty was there in the audience. She got up to try to get her award, and by the time she reached the stage, Barry was already wrapping up his acceptance speech with a thank you to sportscaster Dick Schapp. Schapp, you'll recall, was the first person to put Barry on television as Sportsman of the Week back in 1979. After being ushered off stage, Barry recalls that when he was backstage, Betty seemed, and we quote Barry, startled. And he said to her, I'm sorry, I'm the imposter. He later said that there was no specific reason that he had targeted Betty. Quote, I never met Betty Thomas and I've never seen Hill Street Blues. But when I got up there, I said I had just talked to Betty yesterday and then I took the award. His act actually wasn't the first time someone crashed the Emmys or actually any award show. Robert Opel made history when he streaked across the stage during the 46th Academy Awards in 1974. Of all that he had done, this was the biggest trouble that Barry got himself into. He is quoted as saying he was, quote, going to try to work something out. And he pretty much did just that. He was questioned and booked by Pasadena police. And according to Barry, quote, they got a little pushy for a while. He only spent an hour or two in jail before he posted the $150 bond. And on his way out, he signed autographs for some of the officers. (laughs) That gives you an indication of the level of celebrity that he had achieved at this point for this imposter business. Absolutely. So later, though, Barry did acknowledge that Betty Thomas deserved an apology from him and that he, we quote, did not want to take the thunder away from anyone. I guess I deserved it, right? I mean, you take an award from somebody on Hill Street Blues, I guess you should be thrown in jail. And when asked about that hour that he was locked up, Barry replied, well, for starters, I was the only guy dressed in a tuxedo. And then there was the fact that I was conscious, you know, not drunk. About that Emmy prank, Barry continued, quote, What I thought I was doing, what I hoped I was doing, was accepting an award for someone who I did not think was there based on her slow reaction of getting up. He then added, I guess I missed my mark. I should have accepted for Jane Curtin. Uh, Jane Curtin <laughs> was named Best Actress that year in a comedy series. That was for the sitcom Kate and Alley, but she was a no-show. So afterwards, Barry said of the whole affair, and this is a quote from him, let me put it this way. From now on, I'm going to strictly stay in sports. The ball players are more receptive to these things than actors. <laughs> I don't know if you had taken a ball player's award. I know, right? their acceptance speech, they may have felt equally chagrined. <laughs> but we'll never know. <laughs> So we're going to jump forward to 1997, and that year Barry told the Associated Press that he was semi-retired from his imposter days, mainly, as he said, because he didn't want to be mistaken for the, quote, real nuts who run onto sports fields for attention or worse. He referenced the knife attack that had happened on tennis star Monica Seles in 1993 as an early game changer for security breaches. Barry's son, Adam, explained that his father did all of these things because it made people smile. But when asked to give advice to people who may also want to try it out, 
Barry said, and we quote this, don't do it. It's against the law. Stay away. And then he joked, this is my act. <laughs> you know, I could see where people would want to do the copycat thing, yeah. but I think he was mentally ready for the repercussions when things went poorly and not everybody would be. Agreed. And all of this, of course, went even deeper than that. In 2005, when Barry was asked if he planned to completely retire from his role as the great imposter, he replied, and we quote, you've heard of the taser gun. You've heard of 9-11. They don't ask questions anymore. And he's totally right. Security in a post-9-11 world is not the same as it was in 1979. It was far less intense then. Although sometimes Barry was arrested, he never spent real time in jail. There there was, you know, a couple hours on that one night uh, after taking the award. (laughs) He was mostly just verbally reprimanded and then fined. Today, his escapades would be seen differently. They would likely attract attention from far more than sports fans and quite possibly from organizations like Homeland Security or the FBI. So also early 2000s, when the Super Bowl was in Detroit in 2006, the Detroit News asked Barry what he had planned for the big event. And his answer, which he he whispered into the phone, was... I've been in the stadium for four months. I brought enough food and water. I bought the uniform of every team with a chance to go into the playoffs. But he couldn't maintain that lie. He was he was 58 at the time, and he just started laughing, and he admitted that he actually was planning to stay home comfortably, maybe playing golf and watching the game on TV. <laughs> uh, a much more low-key way to do it. Uh, when he was asked what his wife thought of all these pranks, Barry replied, she gets nervous. It's an odd avocation. <laughs> I am a little different. And when asked what's next, Barry admitted, I have no idea. Maybe Johnny Carson will ask me to be on his show and they'll say, here's Johnny, and I'll come out. Oh, Barry, that would have been funny. So whether he'd, <laughs> whether he'd chosen life as an imposter or, or not, the way Barry lived his life demonstrated a joy and a passion that many of us wish we too could have. I do what I do for the fun of it, he was quoted in a 1988 Detroit Free Press article. That and for the fantasy of just being able to participate in these incredible events. There's no social significance. I feel like that statement could not be made today in the era of social media and have any of the same resonance. Very different time. Barry unfortunately died of esophageal cancer on June 30th, 2011 in Scottsdale, Arizona, where he was living with his wife, Margot. She once described him and his outlook on life as, quote, if you have no guts, you have no glory in your life. After his death, a lot of people spoke kind words about Barry. And we're going to share some of those because he was very clearly quite well loved. So let's start with um, sports reporter and the son of Dick Schapp. So his name is Jeremy Schapp, and he admitted that he admired Barry's, we quote, absolute refusal to take no for an answer and his ability to see padlocks and velvet ropes, not as obstructions, but as provocations. Uh, Neil Rubin, a Detroit news columnist who wrote about Barry on several occasions, remember he lived in Detroit for quite a while, had kept in touch with him over the years and said, quote, he was just this guy who sold novelties out of a cluttered office in suburban Detroit, and this was his way to be something different. He never hurt anybody. For Barry, it was all about the moment. Let's end with this quote from Rabbi Tamara Colton, who officiated Barry's memorial service. She called him, quote, 
more than a man, he's a force. He's a force to remember the part of us that yearns to do something a little different, a little extraordinary, a lot of fun. What the world needs is more forces like Barry. And we actually have two more stories about Barry, but we couldn't confirm them. Uh, They are still really, really great stories. But just remember that they're apocryphal and they're part of his allure, but we don't know if they're true. Right. They they came up in maybe maybe one source that we ran into. But one of them is that Barry once sang a song on stage with Harry Chapin, but after two songs, the singer wondered who that guy was. (laughs) (laughs) It says a lot about Chapin's spirit of like, I don't know what's happening, but I'm booked for this gig and I'm going to do it however they're trying to do it. Just going to keep singing. (laughs) The other story is about the time when Barry addressed a gathering of police chiefs. Quote, I pretended to be someone else. I wore a polyester suit and I spoke on the legalization of prostitution. Everyone just figured I was from Los Angeles or Las Vegas. (laughs) So I like to think that the singing one may be true, but that the second one doesn't sound as much like Barry to me as the first one does. But I may be very wrong. I don't know. (laughs) Get him in the right mood. Right? He's up for it, right? So uh, speaking of getting us in the right mood, what's our mocktail this week? So this one is one that I'm doing in honor of Barry, and I'm calling it Joie de Vivre. (laughs) Good name for him. I wanted to make something that was very bright and fun and had like a good crisp flavor. Mm -hmm. So you're going to start. This involves muddling, one of my favorite things. I enjoy it as well. You're going to start with six to ten mint leaves, depending on your love of mint. I go heavy because I love them. Uh, And you're going to muddle those. A word of caution about muddling. People tend to, like, pulverize their mint. No, no. You really just want to press them enough that you kind of break the leaves open lightly to let all of that yummy, yummy mint essence out. But then after you've muddled your mint, you're going to throw three to four blueberries in there and also smush them with your muddler. Again, you're not pulverizing. Just give them a good smush. On top of that, you are going to add four ounces of passion fruit juice and a half ounce of lime juice. And this should all be in your cocktail shaker and you're going to give it a good hard shake because anything with juice emulsifies and incorporates better when you give it a good shake. Uh, And then you'll strain it over ice. So you don't want the blueberries and the mint leaves to come with you. Uh, And then uh, you will top it off with a little bit of soda. I like to garnish it with a pretty sprig of like the end of your your mint tendril where they have one of those nice clusters of leaves. This is so delicious and refreshing. It's a little bit tart, but it's super duper yummy. And it does give you a sense of joie de vivre. (laughs) So um, for my drinkers in the crowd, you may have noticed that this shares some DNA with a mojito. Um, <laughs> it certainly does. <laughs> a mojito would also involve some muddled mint and some lime juice or some citrus juice. And you would instead put white rum in that. So you can, if you want, just add an ounce or an ounce and a half of rum and, uh, you know, spin that up. And you'll get kind of like a, a blueberry passion fruit mojito out of the deal. Also very delicious and full of joie de vivre. I bet. I bet. It sounds like an excellent drink. I have made several in the last couple of days, both, <laughs> both with rum and without, because they're really, really yummy. And I'm like, I got the juice on hand. It's called testing. <laughs> sure. It's 
called testing, testing, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then I ran out of juice. <laughs> no, I, st- I still have some left. Um, I love, I love, I love, I love this drink. It's one of my favorite mocktails I've done so far. Excellent. So hopefully if anybody else tries it, you will feel similarly full of joie. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, we hope that you are experiencing some joie or joy or however you wish to say it these days. And uh, we want to make sure we thank you for spending this time with us. We will see you right here again next week with another imposter. Criminalia is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, please visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.